Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Benny and Haiti, put your headphones in and ignore your coworkers. 1057 The Fan. I feel good. Vinny and Haney back here on 105.7 The Fan on this featured artist Friday playing James Brown all the way up until 2 o'clock right here on The Fan. Cordell Woodland here for Bob and Vinny. My guy Quick Draw McGraw still behind the glass. We're talking Ravens right now. Ravens, they lost Mark Andrews a couple of weeks ago for the season or I know there's a long shot chance that he may be able to return on the back end of the postseason. We'll see how that goes. But right now, the Ravens have an opening at the tight end position. Isaiah Likely, he jumps in as the starter right now. And I like Isaiah Likely, and I'm sure they do as well. And he had a pretty good game against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday night, four catches for 40 yards in the game. But Zach Ertz. Veteran tight end was released yesterday by the Arizona Cardinals. Um, And I see here Ian Rappaport reported late yesterday that Ertz and the Cardinals reached an agreement for him to give up uh, this week's game check to help facilitate the move. The thinking was that by giving up a check now to land with a contender, that probably he'll be able to make that up in January, assuming that he's playing in the postseason. And, Ertz apparently has made it clear he wants to play for a contender. Obviously, he's on waiver, so it's not necessarily up to him right now. We'll see what happens if he clears waivers or if he doesn't. I mean, I don't know if it's better for the Ravens. I would have to see what he would be owed uh, right now. But considering I know the Eagles are going to be one of the top options for him. Everybody's looking at Philly because it's the place that he's come from. Dallas Goddard is hurt. He's got the fractured forearm, even though it looks like Goddard is trying to give it a go here. Maybe not this week because he hasn't practiced yet, but it looks like he may try to be back next week. And the the, the evolution of Dallas Goddard is kind of why Zach Ertz left Philly in the first place. So I don't know if he wants to go there with the idea that Goddard will be back but you do kind of have to protect yourself if, if you're the Ravens, right, from the Eagles snagging him if he hits the open market. I don't know if it'll be more feasible for the Ravens to use their waiver pick on him. Now, I could be way off base here, but I don't see any benefit to claiming off waivers. I mean, why just let him clear it. Then you can sign him for whatever right. you want, veteran minimum. I mean, I, I don't know what the details of his contract currently are, but... 
I'd imagine there's some dead money baggage that comes with it that I'd like to avoid. But if it does come down to him choosing, then if you're the Ravens, you're thinking, okay, we're probably taking the backseat to the Eagles in that, you know, battle. If he's getting the pick between Baltimore and Philly, I would imagine he's picking the place he's already been right. and won a Super Bowl with. Yeah, most likely. And and look, if that's the, the the good thing for the Ravens, I don't think they're in a spot where they're desperate, right? If they didn't have Isaiah Likely or any of these guys, then we'd be having a different conversation. But I I, I fully believe that they are comfortable with what they're what they can get from Isaiah Likely and Charlie Kohler and this receiving group. Um, and and like I said, even if Zach Ertz was brought to Baltimore, I don't think it'd be a situation to where he's immediately put in as a starter. I, 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 would, I would imagine that they would still start likely for the remainder of the season. Zach Ertz would kind of just be that, you know, that backup tight end. I, I would say he'd go in front of Kohler, though. Oh, it'd definitely be an insurance policy, definitely ahead of Kohler, but something people aren't talking about here with all the headlines, he's been hurt mm-hmm. past five weeks. He's been on IR with a quad injury. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that really a guy you want to bring in or lean heavily on? I mean... Everyone's saying, oh, join a contender, try to win a Super Bowl. Can he even play? Like, <laughs> if, he, if he signed with a team, obviously you got to get your practice reps in, learn the playbook, but would he be able to play this week, next week, whenever? I mean, is he even healthy? And not even just now, but in general, he's had a lot of ma- – he's had injury issues for a while now. That, that's part of how he ended up opening the door for Dallas Goddard to take his job. In Philadelphia, that's part of the reason why Trey, McBri- Trey McBride has gotten the opportunity he's gotten to start flourishing out in Arizona, which has now pushed Zach Ertz out again. So, yeah, you're right that the injuries are going to be a big question for him. And I think injuries are always a question for the Ravens in general. And part of the reason why I think the Ravens have had the success that they've had to this point in the season is that they have been, for the most part, pretty healthy. I mean, they've got guys that are dealing with injuries of course but they're not missing a lot of time they're obviously not having to play without their star quarterback like they've had to the last two years so that helps Rashad Bateman who's been riddled with injuries is out there Beckham who's playing banged up is still out there right now so I I I don't think they kind of you know I I would be hesitant if I'm them to kind of bring in a guy who does have a lot of injury red flags but that seems to do that seems to be what they like to do anyway I think at the end of the day you ask yourself, am I putting in a waiver claim for a guy that's not healthy? No. They, for me, the, the answer is pretty simple. Mm-hmm. No. And uh, you take your risk once he becomes a free agent. Okay, maybe he prefers Philly, but we're not desperate here. Right. So don't force it. I mean, you, if you reached free agency, then you could give him a super team-friendly deal. You mm-hmm. could get him for practically nothing. But I'm not giving away the bank here. No. No, nor should you. I mean, Zach Ertz isn't at this stage of his career, isn't isn't worth that. And honestly, like I said, I I think the Ravens are in a position to where they'd be playing with house money. I I don't think Phil. I think both Philly and the Ravens are in a spot right now to where they're not desperate for him. So that's the good thing. It's not like anybody's going to be willing to break the bank for him right now. Um, but I, if I'm Zach Ertz and it's between those two teams, I mean, obviously Philly probably does have the leg up. Like you said, it's the familiarity. He probably still has a house in Philly for as long as he's lived out there. Um, but at least with the Ravens, you know how much they lean on the tight end position. And Mark not being there 
that that's the safety net that Zach Ertz is. Zach Ertz has been used to playing that role, you know, at his peak. He was the Mark Andrews for those offenses that he's been in. Even in Arizona, when he went to Arizona, he was really good for them off the bat until he got hurt. 410583-1057 is the number. What do you think? Should the Ravens go out and get Zach Ertz? Let's go to Rashawn in Baltimore. Rashawn, you're on the fan. Hey, good morning, man. Thanks for taking my call. For sure. <laughs> Uh, hey, no, I don't think they need Zach Ertz, man. I mean, what's the point? Uh, it's going to take away, you know, playing time for, for likely. And, um, of course, the guy been hurt anyway. And I don't think, you know, he you know, he, he was who he was when he was in uh, was So, I mean, I don't see the need for him. And um, something y'all brought up a few days ago, <clears throat> I think it was Vinny maybe, uh, about maybe cutting, cutting uh, Ronnie Stanley mm-hmm. next year. But wouldn't that cost us a lot, you know, for not dead money and everything like that? Would it be worth to cut them? You know, I don't know how much we'll be actually saving. Yeah. Um, no, I appreciate the call, Rashawn. And as I'm pulling it up right now, I believe they do have an out. I'm, I'm trying to look it up. Yeah, 2024 potential out yeah. here. Let's see. This is spot track. And they know. Uh, yeah, pre-June 1st release. No, that wouldn't work. Dead caps higher than the cap savings there. And honestly, at, at the end of the day, and this is what I've struggled with this year as well. I mean, as Ronnie's obviously not playing like Ronnie right now. Uh, and that's the only reason we're even entertaining this conversation because in years past, it wouldn't even be a thought. But is, is there no chance that he could bounce back? I, I mean, I, I feel like a guy with this type of talent, with that type of investment, you almost do have to kind of see if he does have something left, especially when it it costs more to cut him than it would be to save. I think this was the year that they wanted to see that, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year was all about the finally coming back from injury, him slow playing himself, you know, out the gate. I think Harbaugh and the team thought that he was going to play sooner than he did last year, and he held himself out. So this was the year's okay. There's no more injury. That's in the past. Right. Full speed ahead. And then he was slow out the gate this year, too. I think he played week one and then missed week two. Had the nagging knee stuff throughout the year. I think the team might be fed up with him. I don't oh, know. I'm sure I mean, they are. I'm sure they are. I mean, Ronnie has pretty much taken his health status into his own hands. He, you know, I he practices when he wants. He, he plays when he wants. He's, he's you know, I, to be honest, he's played more this year than I expected him to through the injury. I mean, he's picked up new injuries this year and he's been out at practice at times where I didn't expect him to be out there. He's, he's been on the, the, the game day field on days where I'm like, all right, maybe Ronnie is going to sit this one out. He plays. So it's, I don't really, it seems like he is trying to gut through it more, but it, it the the production that you're getting on the back end just doesn't seem to be worth it, it seems like. Well, now here's a question. Instead of just releasing him, getting out from under that contract, is there any way you think another team would trade for him? I mean, he is a former All-Pro. Mm-hmm. Has I, next year and 2025 on his deal. I wouldn't be surprised. Teams are always looking for a left tackle. It's a tackle. premium position. It is. Yeah. You could always take a left tackle and... Even somebody like Ronnie, because there's somebody else, like I said, somebody will think, well, maybe we could get something out of him. Maybe we could revive him. Maybe he needs a change of scenery. You know, everybody thinks they're the, you know, they're the exception. They could be the ones to change everything up. And not, not to say that they will be, 
But I, I, like you said, it's a premium position, and his track record is good enough that I could see somebody saying, you know what, maybe it is worth a shot. And how many teams out there have a young quarterback? They're trying to protect right. that quarterback's on right. a cheap deal, so you have a little extra money that you can throw around here for a Ronnie Stanley if you have to take on that contract. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll keep it going with the Ravens talk. We're talking about the second half of the season. Keaton Mitchell, he's been a guy that has really come on over the last couple of games. He got the start against the Los Angeles Chargers. Is that a sign of what's to come going forward? Is Keaton Mitchell about to be the guy in that backfield going forward? We'll talk about it next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Sports Pulse of Baltimore, 1057 The Fan. This week we got him a little bit more involved. You know, he had more snaps. As he gets more and more comfortable, we get more and more comfortable with him. Um, in certain personnel groupings, uh, we get him in there. Vinny and Haney back here on this Featured Artist Friday. Cordell Woodland here for Bob and Vinny. We're playing James Brown. I don't know why I was about to say Foxy Brown, but James Brown. All the way up until 2 o'clock, my guy Quick Draw McGraw behind the glass. We're going until 2 o'clock right here on The Fan. And you just heard that audio from offensive coordinator Todd Monk in there talking about the young buck, Keaton Mitchell, who's really – jumped on the scene as of late. Keaton Mitchell is showing himself to have some big-time bursts. He's got the home run ability that I don't think any of these other running backs have, and I think that's the benefit that Keaton Mitchell has right now. That's the edge that he has over, say, Gus Edwards. And Sunday night in uh, L.A., we, we did see Keaton Mitchell get the start in that game. Now, the thing to me that kind of jumps out is the fact that even with Mitchell getting the start, he still, and, and you heard Todd Munkin there say they got him more involved. Yeah, they did. He got his season high in touches with 11, but Gus is right there behind him. I mean, in, in terms of the touches, Gus has got nine. And I think Justice Hill ends up finishing that game with six touches. So 
I say all that to say that I don't think it matters who starts the game for the Ravens. I think it's still going to be a committee. And I think it's still going to be as balanced as they possibly can allow it to be uh, pending game flow, obviously. I think that there are certain plays that obviously they trust that they like Keaton Mitchell to run more than Gus. Um, and same with Gus, vice versa. And Gus has shown himself to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield. Now, Gus doesn't, like I say, he doesn't have the home run ability that Keaton has. Keaton was very uh, efficient with his touches on Sunday night. Nine carries, 64 yards. That's seven yards a pop to Gus's uh, eight carries for 26 yards. Keaton also had two catches for 25 yards to Gus's one catch for 11 yards. But look, it's no doubt they like Keaton. We all like Keaton. We all see the potential with him. I just think it's going to – I think game flow will dictate the opportunities more than people think, and I think that they'll go into games sometimes wanting to give Keaton a lot of opportunities. But to be honest, I don't know how many times we're going to see Keaton Mitchell with more than 12 touches in a game. Is running back the one position where the starter label means absolutely nothing? Yes. I mean, it's just – especially in today's NFL, it's all committees across the Mm -hmm. league. Sure, you have your bell cows – you know, Derrick Henry comes to mind. But for what the Ravens have been doing the past couple of years and what they continue to do this year, I think it means very little. And especially when you have three guys that serve three different roles, or at least if we're talking Mitchell and Edwards, that's a complete night and day difference. Mm-hmm. You know, Edwards is your red zone bruiser. He's got, what, 10 touchdowns on the year. He's having an insane year down there. Mitchell... He's got the speed. He can get to the outside. He's still catching defenses off guard. Mm -hmm. The runs in that Chargers game where he was getting into the secondary, and they're saying, oh, my God, we saw this on film. But here he is. Now he's right in front of me. Right. You just you can't game plan for it. So I'd ride him, obviously, but I'm not going away from Gus because he's gotten the results all year in the red zone. Right. And and then the thing is, you got to take into account the Lamar runs, not just the designed runs, but then the ones he gets on pass plays where he just scrambles and gets out of there. They're throwing the ball a lot these days. Um, so I, I just don't know if the opportunity, if there's enough opportunities for Keaton to ever get the touches that everybody feels like he should get. I, I keep thinking back to the J.K. Dobbins stuff. And even though Greg Roman was the coordinator then, it's still st- still some of that same stuff there. I mean, Gus has had his games to where they have really leaned on him in the run game. But how many times were we talking about J.K. Dobbins needs more carries or why can't J.K. Dobbins ever get to 20 carries? I, I just think that they have always shown that they're going to go by a committee as best as they can. And as much as they like Keaton, I don't know how much they trust him when it comes to blocking on third downs and stuff like that. I still don't know. Uh, how much you can lean on him in short yard. Gus will still be the short yardage guy. He'll still be the red zone guy, even though Justice Hill was getting in on the red zone a couple of times uh, in the last game. But I, I just say all that to say, I just don't know if Keaton will ever, if people will ever be satisfied with the touches he gets. This feels a little different than the Dobbins thing to me. I mean, back then, the pass game was incompetent. Right. So you were a run-heavy offense. You were a run-first offense. So yeah, I think the gripes were fair hey, you got this guy that's running the ball well, give him more touches. But now, all right, the pass game is a big part of this offense. We talked about it yesterday. There's only one ball. Mm -hmm. So I don't have as big of a problem with it. 
And Mitchell's still going to make the most of his opportunities if you want to call him limited. I mean, nine rush attempts in this last game against the Chargers, 64 yards. He's still over seven yards a pop. You saw what he did earlier against Seattle, 15 yards a pop. Mm -hmm. Is he going to do that every week? No, but he's a guy who's shown you if you're only going to give him five, six carries a game, he'll hit a home run in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, he definitely has the big play ability, without question. He's next to Lamar and probably Zay. He's He's got the big play ability next to any of those guys on the team right now. And, I mean, we heard Harbs a couple of weeks ago what he said, you know, how they have to learn to kind of trust the young guy. You know, they, they don't know how much they can put on his plate right now. And uh, it looked like Sunday Sunday night they did make a commitment to, like, we're, we're going to see what this kid can do. We're, we're, we're going to put him out there. They, he not only started the game, but he played a nice chunk of the game to the point to where it had people wondering if Gus Edwards was in trouble or something. Like, what is going on with Gus Edwards? Why is he not in the game in situations where he would normally – be out there but yeah I mean I agree I think Keaton clearly makes the best of his opportunities he's going to have to continue to do that because I don't know if if it'll be a game to where he'll come out with close to 15 touches in both the running game and the passing game to be able to really get the production he's looking for it's great that he's been a 15 yard a pop guy seven yard a pop guy but as you get as especially down the stretch of this season where they're facing some tough teams with some pretty good defenses I don't know if you can expect that he's just going to you know pop every single time he touches the ball they're hoping that he does and to this point he has now funny enough just because what you were just saying there jogged my memory here Mitchell giving you a spark down the stretch it's almost exactly what Edwards did in 2018 mm-hmm. when Lamar took over. They had to become more run heavy, and they were a terrible run offense right. at the beginning of that right. year. Offense completely changed. Edwards, I mean, I, you look at the numbers here; it just it's night and day. Early in the year, he's getting like two carries a game. Offense changes. All of a sudden, he's a hundred yard a game type of guy. So I, he had fresh legs that year. I don't have any problem riding a guy with fresh legs. Mm -hmm. And okay, if Edwards has a down game now in week 11, 12, 13, all right, who cares? Keep him fresh as well. You're going to need him for the long run. Those cold winter games in January, you need the bruiser then. Yeah, you definitely will. And look, they're going to need something. And Keaton, I think, is definitely going to play a big role on this team going forward. That I don't have a doubt on. I I do think there's a role for Keaton Mitchell. I do think they're going to continue to put him out there especially as you get deeper into the year and into the postseason when what you're normally doing isn't working. You're going to need somebody, especially on some of those check down plays, some of those option plays. Keaton back there with Lamar on some of those read options, I think can be unfair because it puts so much pressure on some of these edge defenders to make the right decision and not just make the right decision, but make a very quick decision. Because if you're a step late chasing Keaton Mitchell or chasing Lamar Jackson, you're, you're going to look really bad. Hey, how about some more read option with those two? That'd be great. I mean, I want to see Lamar run the ball more just in general this year. I Mm -hmm. think that's kind of the glue that keeps the whole offense together. That's what sustains drives, in my opinion. But bring back that run or just the, the, the read option with those two. That's a real threat. It was always a threat in the past, but now with the combined speed there, that's, I don't know, another team another quarterback running back duo no. another player duo that gives you that in the NFL no I, I I agree with you there I think the the speed between those two guys and 
it's already tough to guard read options as is. So you you better make the right decision. Like I said, you better make a decision fast. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll hear from the coaches. We'll hear from Coach Harbaugh. We'll hear from Todd Munkin. We'll hear from Mike McDonald. All three of those guys, they spoke earlier in the week. We'll hear what they had to say headed into the bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Next here on The Fan. Until the gold club opens. Make it rain. Vinny and Haney. Better grab an umbrella. 1057 The Fan. I'm really proud of them. I think we all are because uh, they played with a high level of energy and it took that kind of energy to win. And that's a team that is actually a very good football team, very talented team. It was a desperate team. Had to have that win. Vinny and Haney back here on this featured artist Friday. We're playing James Brown. All day here on The Fan. Cordell Woodland here for Vinny and Bob. Still with Quick Draw McGraw behind the glass. We just heard from Ravens head coach John Harbaugh there talking about how well his team played in the win over the Los Angeles Chargers. And really, he could that, that same statement could apply to, about, to, a, a, to this team on how they played all year. Um, with the exception of a couple of games and even in those games I would say it, with the exception of a couple of moments in those games that ended up costing them the game but look this Ravens team has played really well this year to and they've positioned themselves in a spot to where they are viewed as one of the elite teams not only in the division but in the conference right now and I think everybody looks at the Ravens and they see a team that has left some meat on the bone. They see a team that has more losses than they probably should at this point, but it is what it is. Your record, you are who your record says you are and they're nine and three. They'll take it right now. And they've got a gauntlet once they come back off this buy. So I hope they're enjoying themselves, getting some much needed rest, unwinding a little bit, taking some time away from the facility, taking some time away from the demanding sport of football because once they get back, it'll be all hands on deck. Let's hear one more from John Harbaugh as he talks about Isaiah Likely. He did great. He did a great job. I just, uh, you know, I, I, he's athletic, man. I mean, to see him 
those are things you guys have all seen in practice and training camp and all that in preseason. Uh, that's kind of kind of who you thought he was going to be when he got his opportunity. So really proud of him, happy for him, and it's gonna, he's going to be able to build off that. Yeah, I mean, look, like you said, I, I think that's exactly what everybody was expecting to see from Isaiah Likely. Uh, once you knew Mark Andrews wouldn't be able to return and Isaiah would have to fill in for him. He he did a great job doing it last year. Um, <clears throat> and I don't think anybody thought that it would be much different this year. Now, I don't know what his ceiling is. You know, I don't I don't know if you can go out there and expect Isaiah likely to have many 100-yard games. I mean, Mark himself didn't have a lot of those this year to this point. Mark has been dependable. Mark is, is, was very situational for this offense. Um, and Isaiah Likely, I do think there's a role for him. His athleticism, especially his yak ability after the catch, it opens the door for uh, for him to be able to contribute, maybe in ways that Mark didn't contribute earlier this year. Almost going into that game, it was almost you're just expecting him, don't make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Just do the small things. you probably get, I don't know, I thought he'd get maybe two, three targets. Just don't do anything stupid. And all of a sudden, you know, he's now a threat in this mm-hmm. little short passing game that he can take something in the flat, turn it into five, six yards when other guys might not turn it into anything. So that's now something that if you're Todd Monk and you're, oh, hmm, I'll keep that in the back pocket, right. you know, if we need this, pull it out every once in a while. I mean, and people have been asking for more screens, and he showed Sunday night, you know, he could take a screen pass up the field. And you, you mentioned how he could take the short yardage stuff and, make something after the catch, that's that wide receiver ability coming out a little bit. You know, he was looked at as kind of this hybrid type of player, tight end and wide receiver. They line him up all over the place anyway, but he does have the athleticism to kind of show that burst that he showed on that screenplay. And he's just moving differently. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, I I think he kind of figured, all right, this is my chance. This is my chance. I'm going to get more reps here. This is my chance to shine. And maybe he's just one of those guys that, I don't know, I don't want to say bright lights, but needs a little extra motivation, something yeah. like that. I mean, just in talking to him after Mark went down, you could tell that he, A, understood the opportunity that's in front of him. And I, he was asked a couple of different times, basically, you know, does he feel like he's ready to step into that role. I mean, and he kind of like scoffed at that, at that question, like simple one word answer. Yes. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm ready. And he left it at that. So to your point, I I do think, you know, him understanding that, all right, me, when he's in there and Mark is there, his opportunities are going to be limited. You know, he's going to be asked to do a lot more blocking out on the perimeter. He's not going to get the looks that uh, Mark gets. And even when he does get a look, it seems like, you know, at times Isaiah likely would be surprised that the ball is even coming his way sometimes earlier in the season. So now being, you know, the starter and understanding that he will be depended on, I, I think that in itself gives a boost of confidence. Let's switch gears. Let's go to the offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin. Here's Todd Munkin talking about Zay Flowers. We're always trying to look for opportunities for him and some of our other players to get the ball down the field. Sometimes it didn't present itself the other night. He was certainly in some of those pockets, you know, certain some of the plays we ended up checking the ball down to. We, we were trying to get him down the field. And he's a guy you're trying to get the ball to in a number of ways, you know, where there's space. That's good for him. Certainly putting it down the field. To me, the biggest thing is how do you get him the ball in space? 
So obviously, you know, I don't know if anybody's heard this in the past, but it's been out there on the station. Vinny's talked about it with me. I've talked about it on my show. I did coach kids, uh, coach the offense for my nephew's 12U football team this year. And very, very minuscule compared to what Todd Monken and those guys are doing, obviously. But I say that to say I got I, I can understand him when he says, you know, that basically they, they always want to get Zay the ball. They have all these different ways in his mind that they want to get him the ball and they go into the game with the idea that they're going to get him and other guys involved. And then you get in the game and it just never happens the way that you plan for it. I always used to leave the game like, man, I wanted to get such and such some opportunities. I wanted to get this guy the ball and the game goes by so fast and there's so many things going on and situations dictate what you're even going to call that you look up and it's like, man, Zay's got five catches for 25 yards. Granted, he's got two touchdowns in the game, but you feel like you would have, he could have done a lot more damage than he did. They, I don't think they've really scratched the surface of mm-hmm. what he can do. I think a lot of his production this year has been self-created. Mm-hmm. You know, he's taken short passes right. Nothing wrong with them. They keep drives going, but, you know, he's turned, you know, five yards into eight yards, stuff like that. But I still waiting on those home run balls. Right. The the deep shot, that's just an issue overall. But how about some slants? We've seen Odell show off his speed in that area. Do the same with Zay. Mm-hmm. I mean, really all three of your receivers. Right. Bateman's got speed as well. So we've seen him take eighty yard slants to the house, you know, yeah. in, the, in the past as well. Um but, yeah, I agree with you. I, Zay is in that – I remember in Bateman's rookie year, Bateman was so good right off the bat in his rookie year when he finally got on the field that I got to the point to where I said, look, man, if you see one-on-one coverage, throw him the ball. Especially at that time, they didn't have anybody else really at that time. So it's like, who else are you looking at? Throw him the ball. I feel that way right now with Zay. He is so good in man-to-man coverage. Any breaking route that he has, whether it's a dig, a comeback, a curl, nobody can stick with this guy. I would throw, I feel like Zay should be coming out of games with close to eight to 10 targets a game because, especially if you're going against a lot of man coverage, who can stick with this guy? And he's shown the ability to make at least one guy miss every time he touches the ball. Eight to 10 targets, and half of them shouldn't be screens right. or behind the line of scrimmage passes. I mean, get this guy downfield, get him in space. Todd Munkin just said it. That's where he's deadly. That's where he's dangerous. And they throw the ball enough these days to be able to get him those targets and get everybody else involved as well. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll keep it going with the Ravens. My guy, Jonah Schaefer, he covers the Ravens for the Baltimore banner. We'll get his thoughts about the team going into the bye week. Will Keaton Mitchell be a bigger part of this offense? We'll ask Jonas about it next here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.